On today's episode of the Senior Quote Sports Podcast, we talk the latest in football right before opening week for the NFL, as well as what's going on in the bubble as we head into the conference finals. Let's get into it. Podcast brought to you by the Big Picture Sports Group. I'm your host, Aiden Broderick, joined as always by my co-host, Jack Coleman. How are we doing today, Jack? Fantastic. We are about to get into some football this week. Fantasy is back. Odell is back, apparently. Um, And, you know, the most wonderful time of the year is here. And I cannot be more excited. Football means that things are starting to get back to normal. I feel at least a little bit. You know, if you can have football um, in the fall... And have that lead up to Thanksgiving, you're doing A-OK. Yeah, I mean, on one side, it's the end of the summer, and you can look at it as a negative perspective, but we don't choose to do that. We instead choose to look at it as the most exciting sport is back. You know, I, for one, my favorite sport is baseball. I think Coleman's favorite is basketball, but I think we can both agree that football season is unlike anything else. We're so excited to have it back, so excited to have fantasy football back, so excited to have Red Zone Sundays back. I mean, really, really interested to see what, you know, what football with COVID looks like with no fans, maybe with limited access in some states and some stadiums, but it'll be just, like I said, really interesting to see, but overall, I can't wait. I mean, we've been missing out. We've been counting down the days since, you know, since the Super Bowl happened and also since XFL happened, but most importantly, since COVID started, you know, and we thought we were going to get some extra football out of the XFL and it was pretty entertaining, but instead we've been waiting. We've had zero preseason games, literally, no football until tomorrow. It, it, it's really been a big buildup, you know. Yeah, no, I could not be more excited. I believe, who's playing? It's Chiefs-Texans? Yes. I believe this is one of the games tomorrow. And is there another one? I think it's the only one. I'll, I'll, you keep talking off okay. fact check, but I think it's just Chiefs-Texans. But yeah, before we get into any of the games, uh, you know, we're going to give our takes tonight about what's going on in football right before tomorrow. Hopefully, we can get this out before, you know, it, it'll be out before Sunday when all the games are going on. Um, but it's going to be very, very exciting this season to see what happens, if it even finishes. You know, this is the first, I mean, outside of baseball, and they had their own problems with the Marlins and other teams contracting COVID. Um, but this is kind of like the first real full season to actually get underway. Um, so huh. it's going to be very exciting to see how it plays out. Yeah, that's a really good point because as far as I can tell, the only real COVID restriction or rule change in the NFL is that there won't be any fans or just some fans at some games but otherwise like you said it's a full 17 week season 16 game season um we have an expanded playoffs not a shortened but an expanded playoffs where eight teams from each conference will now be making it not just six or it might be seven each i forget but they have added teams to the playoffs which is also really interesting but yeah like you said this is a full season it's not like the mlb where they're playing you know about two-fifths of the usual schedule, 60 games instead of 162. Again, it's great to have baseball back. Not if you're a Yankees fan, but still, you know, we'll probably get to that. Um, but sticking with football, I, I just, it, it does feel really normal and maybe the first first step back to normalcy, honestly. Like, having football back every single Sunday will make it feel like life's getting a little bit back to what we knew it to be just a year ago. Um, but yeah, I, I really can't wait. I know that we'll have everybody in the 
common room this Sunday in our house here watching all the games. It, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be awesome. And I think I may as well kick us off because yeah. I got some football quotes and I'm ready to get into it. So here we go. All right. We're starting hot here. Okay. Can't knock off my pivot no matter what shit's thrown my way. Oh, man. I can only imagine who this is. Odell Beckham on Instagram uh, about a situation I'll let you maybe explain. Well, I was going to let you describe it since uh, you got it that it was Odell, so you must know what it's about. So I think yeah. that you should go ahead and maybe, okay. maybe give a description. Let's see if I can do this in a PG-ish way. Um, Odell... <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Whole lot of it. Odell um, was getting talked about on this podcast. I don't even know what it was. Some kind of radio show uh, by Chief Keefe's baby mama. Is it? It was Chief I, Keefe. I guess. That's, that's a detail from Dan. I yeah, think, I, which I don't really know. If that's, he's more of the expert on this. Um, long story short, like Odell asked this woman to send him videos of her like taking a dump. I mean, I you know, I'm not gonna. Not gonna polish that one there. Not gonna make that sound too sweet. And honestly, that just sounds like it's something he's into. Which, look, we're we're, we're a sports podcast, and this is related to sports for sure. But I, I won't, you know, you do you, man. I, I don't really <laughs> care. But um, you definitely, do do you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird situation for sure. Good for Odell for. Uh, would you call this owning up to it, or at least just saying like whatever? Like I think it's more distractions like distractions on the side. Like it doesn't matter. Man, come yeah. on. But this is like the weirdest breaking news since like the whole Dwight Howard stuff. Oh my gosh! Yeah, a exactly. while back. But he didn't yeah. deny it, did he? I, not really. I right? don't think he needed to acknowledge it because yeah. I mean, unless it's true and he's just not right. He acknowledged it. it in a very like slanted way or it's not true when he's just like saying I, like I, I don't I don't know that's why I, I don't know he left us with even more questions and yeah it, it's uh so yeah Odell likes the it's poopy. a lot it's a, yeah um again we'll it's it so weird man. but um it's exciting it's 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 exciting <laughs> it's, because we're it gives us sports, something to talk football, about for yeah. the Cleveland Browns I guess yeah which a fitting name all fitting yeah so awesome uh, <laughs> I had tweeted out like now it can't be true because Odell had to watch the Giants play in 2017. That's a good one. Take like a that. dump on the like field. That. And we've seen, there's some good ones. I think the most common I saw is that no one expected Odell to be a number two receiver. You know, uh, uh, I thought that was a good one. Um, the poo-poo ratings are oh, through the roof for yeah, Odell. Yeah, I mean, what the heck, man? Like, I, the I, funny what, thing is, is, is that, thing, like... Oh, like, you go. Well, no, like, this story just, like has to be talked about, which yeah, is the funny yeah, thing. Totally. There's and nothing going on. we have ESPN and all these major broadcasting markets and everything. Yeah. <laughs> talking about how Odell likes likes the poop. Did, did Stephen A talk about it? I hope he did. I haven't looked. I haven't seen, but... I hope he has. It, he has to. That's something I feel like he would do great <laughs> talking about. So um, awesome. I was Such a say, wild story. Similar in a very... No, a similar thing is the fact that there was no fans in the MLB to trash on the Astros for cheating. There's not going to be fans of this first Cleveland Browns game, I don't think. Would you expect in a normal year that like some fans would go at Odell, especially in a way? Well, I think that game? they would embrace it. <laughs> well, I guess it depends what fan. Oh, oh you're saying away? Well, so, well, let's start with the home. You know, the Cleveland home, Browns. They embrace it. Okay, yeah. They, this they is, definitely wear their brown and orange jerseys for week one. Yeah, no. Know, they, this, they is, sure. this is the dog pounds moment. Yeah. They've been waiting for this. Yeah. Philadelphia only wishes they had something like this. Oh, yeah. Cleveland has attained peak team name logo branding form. Yeah. 
in that their best player is essentially them now. Yeah, right. And or enjoys. Or in, yeah, I'd say more what like is that kind way. of connotated um, with them. Yeah, there's just a, it's a lot. You know, I, I well, I guess the Washington football team, everyone's a football player so that might be the most fitting you know uh mascot to team that's fair ratio but uh, but that's obviously a new thing there uh until they're called the red wolves which we've talked about earlier um now i was gonna say oh i think if you're an eagles fan you wish odell was still on the giants because in a normal year going to lincoln financial field and hearing what the philly fans would have to say about it odell would go like he'd have two catches he'd have like four drops on the night i, I think they would really get to him regardless of what he says on social media it's just it's crazy i i i don't like you said there's nothing happening right now i was kind of scraping around for some quotes today um i only have one football quote despite football starting tomorrow Especially because we talked about Leonard Fournette last episode. That's something I would have definitely touched on tonight had we not yet. But it's crazy. This is the biggest. This this was our leading topic tonight. What a weird, weird time we're living in. It's still. very weird. But um, but there you go. You know what? I would put money on it having been J.R. Smith over <laughs> Odell uh, for this to come out. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, I just feel like J.R.'s... He's into that. Maybe. He honestly might be fitting. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's someone I'd expect. I Maybe Dwight, honestly. Because Dwight Howard just gets these If it came out about rumors. Dwight Howard, I don't think it would have been a big deal. And I still don't know if the last Dwight Howard rumor was true. We he, Again, it's not like he went and said no to it. It's just like, these stories happen, and you're thinking like, wow, how is this athlete going to live this down? And then they just kind of go away within like a month or so. Well, you got to kind of laugh it out. Yeah, yeah, it, There's yeah. no right way to go. Even if it's true. Right, right, true. right, which it could be. You We're, can't yeah. stay silent because then everyone's like, oh, shoot. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It might be true. Wow, it really hit him. Or, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> or they, like, get angry at it. It's like, all right, man, why so right, offensive? Right, 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 right. If you laugh it off, play it cool, I'm yeah. not going to believe it happens. Because either it's true and you're just like, this is the best way you can save face. Or if it's not true and you're still saving face pretty well. You know, I... I Shout out to you, Odell. Uh, not for this rumor, but for how you've handled it. That's what I'd say. Also, if anyone runs out of toilet paper, if we are in COVID part two, yep. hopefully not, just go to Cleveland. That's yeah. what you have to do. Yeah, you, you can donate it, Boom. probably. You know, he'll, he'll, maybe he'll pay you. you know, well, well, he's you, got the money exactly. for it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, a lot. We'll leave it at that. Lot, we'll leave it at that. A lot. But we had to acknowledge it. I mean, we did. We, you're right, we did. All right, for my football quote of the night... Uh, you're going to tell me who said it and who it's about, who he's talking about. Um, I will give a hint uh, before it just gets you in the right headspace. It's about coaches, not players. Mm-hmm. He always allowed me to listen to what's going on. I have a lot of respect for him. This is still football? This is football. This is a coach about another coach saying, he always allowed me to listen to what's going on. I have a lot of respect for him. I'm going to just throw a guess out, say Joe Judge with, um, what's his name? Bill Belichick. I don't know why. I was so you got you that. got a half point in that it is Joe Judge. Obviously, we're homers here. I had to get a Giants quote in so we could talk about them on our season preview for the NFL. But my hint, because it's not Belichick, think less about where he just was, which is the Patriots, and more so about maybe the team that he's playing this week. I won't say who that is, but I know the team. I forget his name. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I don't even it's Oh, hang on, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah. Mike Tomlin. There you go. Jeez. Mike Tomlin. So, 
before tonight, I, I and I still haven't even checked this, but I didn't know that Joe Judge and Mike Tomlin were in the same uh, coaching team at one point, and I, I will be checking that. I didn't know that in. either, no. But it, it's cool because these two coaches are coming up against each other, uh, t- not tomorrow, but on Sunday. Monday, Monday Night Football for the Giants. Let's I think. go. Yeah. Um, Do we? I feel like we perform on Monday nights. Eh, not recently, Maybe but Sunday we haven't nights? had the team for it. it Sunday nights, I feel like we're always getting dogged by the Cowboys. Um, but it's and always then, the, and then uh, Monday is we're getting dogged by no, the Eagles. Su- Sunday the the four thirty. Oh, that's against why. The Panthers is always Ooh. a field goal. Oh yeah, I was just now we have Graham Gano. We, we have Graham right. Gano. We do now have Graham Gano. That is a great spin zone. I think we always get flexed to the 415 against the Cowboys, though. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Is like every Cowboys game, it's like, nah, it can't be the 1 o'clock. We're going to make it America's game, 415. And then it's just Fox guys talking about us, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. It, sorry, anyway. Well, just to bring it back real quick okay. to the Odell thing, because okay. it's still very much in the forefront of my mind. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way to say this. I'm going to say, I'm going to call it a, a bruh moment. Okay. But bruh moment, does this mean that Chief Keefe? Uh-huh. Also, oh my gosh! No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. I'm just. No, it can't be because she may attract a type. Maybe, but I think she was just. She sounds so stunned by the requests from Odell on the bot. Honestly, it could have even been just some kind of joking thing. It's just like maybe what are you doing? pooping. Yeah. Uh, oh, let me see. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's still, it's still. Yeah, wild. yeah, still. Uh, uh, anyway, and it okay. takes a type of person too. Sorry, it, it takes a type of person <laughs> on the other side, like. She made it sound on the show like, oh, this is so weird. What was, like, why was he asking me to do that? And then did still send it. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of, we haven't really asked that question yet. But anyway, nope. Uh, so I, think, I promise no more Odell. Yeah, no, 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 no. But what if he was on the, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, it looks like they were both on the Vikings, like, staffed together back, like, 10-ish years ago. I- I'm trying to figure it out exactly. I probably should have looked at, like, one coach at a time, but instead I was kind of, Looking at these articles from recently about the matchup coming up and how Joe Judge has learned from Mike Tomlin, which is awesome because that's another former um, Super Bowl champion in Tomlin. And Judge obviously learned from the six-time Super Bowl champion, Bill Belichick. Um, It doesn't look like Judge was ever with the Vikings, but I think he there was some kind of connection or like maybe... Tomlin was advising him as he was with Mississippi State still. There's some connection, and I'm, I think it's really cool to see both sides acknowledge the other because Tomlin did say something um, in an interview as well that Judge is a very sharp guy, and he's made for NFL head coaching. So what I really brought this quote up was not to balance it with Odell's story because it's just two completely different topics at this point. But instead, I do want to start previewing the Giants because I do think that Joe Judge is here and already making a huge culture change in the locker room. Um, recently, he just cut, I don't know if you saw the story, he cut a wide receiver from the practice squad, and at first you'd say, like, why is that something to report on? You know, it's kind of, it's sad that you're cutting a guy from living out his dream even just on the practice squad and not the 53-man roster. But the story goes, he cut this guy so he didn't have to report to the practice squad for the first week or two because he just had a kid. And in COVID time, especially to get to spend those first couple weeks with your newborn is huge. And then he is expecting to re-sign him in a couple weeks time back to that same practice squad slot. 
that's awesome. That's the little things where I think it really takes a young head coach who is looking out for everyone. Even this guy who I don't think we'll ever see suit up as a wide receiver for the Giants. But guess what? If he does, you know he's going to really be fired up to play for Joe Judge. And I love that. And I love that he was diving in the mud for that fumble and getting the guys fired up. So, what, I mean, what do you think about Judge, first of all? And then we can talk about what we expect from the Giants heading into this week. But So, I yeah. feel like I talked in the past about how I feel about Judge and that I do like the fit. I think we're getting back more to Coughlin time hours um, with, with the hire of Judge. But I think in terms of what we're going to see, because, again, this is kind of our football preview. Yep. What we're going to see is, I think, less mistakes. Okay. Uh, the, the way that they've been doing things this summer, it seems like it's all about fundamentals. It's about right. not making those common mistakes that cost you, yeah, a couple yards here and there, but ultimately lose you a football game yeah. by the end of the day. Yeah. I think we're going to start to not see that. And this season might be one that isn't all that great. It's a couple wins, you know, lowest maybe four. I, I can't see us going any lower than four. Mm-hmm. But... Lowest maybe four, and I even have a ceiling as high as seven. But within that frame, I think we're going to see the mistakes are done. And the talent isn't might not exactly be there yet. Sure, we have Saquon. Daniel Jones is still working. Mm-hmm. The talent might not be there yet, but those mistakes are just not going to be there. And then over time, you're going to see that once the mistakes are gone, yep. once we start actually implementing new play styles and, and, and new offensive threats... I think it can all come together and be something really special. I think he learned under Bill Belichick, and you know we can only go up from here with him. I really think that he's going to be a high-quality coach for the Giants. And I, I think one thing that is going a little understated still is that Jason Garrett is there on his staff. And I love that. I've always yeah. liked the hire. Yeah. I know some other Giants fans weren't crazy about it. Well, I they didn't really, want him as really head coach, it. and I agree with that because there's a ceiling to Jason Garrett, which seemed to be 8-8 eight and eight with the Cowboys, which is a more talented roster than we have at the moment. But the fact that he can advise Joe Judge on what it takes to be a head coach while still just playing his role as, you know, I don't even know if he's the play caller or not, but as the offensive coordinator and working with the select group of guys as well, I love that. I mean, he's a former quarterback. He was a former Giants quarterback. It's awesome. But back to Joe Judge, he is not nearly as laid back as Pat Shermer, but at the same time, he, you know, is drilling these guys and he's focused on fundamentals. And we've heard a lot of stories one of which, like a rumor that the, he had lost the locker room already, and people said that is complete BS, there's no way. I don't buy that one. No, way. no one did, and it was clearly squashed, you know. Um, but anyway, the fact that that was even being said is because while he may appear to be a player's coach in these random things he's done, you know, again, my favorite being his little video of diving into the mud for the loose ball um, around that little circle of all the players. That was awesome. That fired me up about having him. But more importantly is... Making sure, like you said, that none of these mistakes from last year, like the 20 fumbles that Daniel Jones had or whatever it is, they are specifically working on that in practice right now. They're specifically working on these routes, making sure these young receivers are able to run them well and get open with that crazy speed that Shepard and Slayton have. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that fires me up for this season. And especially when we have a coach who's been as particular as he's showing to be already. And we haven't even seen a preseason game. We don't know how he's going to call plays, how he's going to manage the game. But we do see how he's worked with his players over training camp. And that's been inspiring enough. So I am excited for sure. 100%. I'm ready to roll. I still think Steelers are going to beat us. I think their defense is crazy good. Uh, But otherwise, I think a lot more games this year are going to be way more winnable. And I like the idea of having Judge late in the game. 
calling yeah. the plays when things are close. No doubt. Because there were a couple games over the past couple coaches where late in the game we were losing games that we easily should have been yeah. winning. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. All right, so that's it for my only NFL quote of the night. Uh, I know you have a couple more, so we'll get to I your have second one. one more. Okay. It's in a similar vein. Uh, not exactly Giants, I'll give you that. Good, good, okay. But here it is. It's the whole team that has to fill the void. It's mm-hmm. not the player that ends up playing for him. It's not the defense. It's not the offense. It's not the special teams. It's everybody. Okay. The big void that was left this year in a relevant way, it has to be Tom Brady leaving the uh, New England Patriots. That's my thought. And because of that, I'm going to go with Bill Belichick. But let's see. You're, you're shaking your head. What is it? Completely wrong. Oh, wait, wait. Maybe I should get a hint because you got All a little right. bit of one. I, I mean, I can... For a half, for a half. I, I think forget less about the void part. Oh, wow. I mean, like, okay. consider the void, but not, like, Tom Brady-level void. Uh. More so, like, the statement that says it's not the player that ends up playing for him. Wow. Um. Woof. Is there a coach that left a void? No. Maybe I'm lost. I'll, I'll just stick with my first guess. So what, what, what's the correct answer? So this is Vic Fangio talking about the void left by Von Miller Whoa, being out right. for the season. That's right. And, you know, that's a big hit for the Broncos. It's a huge void. I was liking the Broncos a lot this year. I thought the defense has been there consistently yeah. over the past couple. I really think ever since their Super Bowl, they've had a decent defense. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it never really has gone, like, gone to... No, no. <laughs> um, but no, I I think that losing Von Miller really stinks. Hopefully, you still have him around to kind of keep that leadership presence, kind yeah. of talk up young guys like Drew Locke, Jerry Judy. Sure. Uh, I still think this team can do very very well on offense. It all comes down to Drew Locke. It really does. It does. But come from down. what I'm hearing, yeah. I think that he's going to have a much better season than some of the other guys who are being touted right now. Hmm. Okay. Um, I do like him a lot as a second-year uh, quarterback. And Fangio is a second-year head coach who is defensive-minded. So you do have all these offensive weapons, these young guys who are going to need a coach and some veterans, like you said, to really get them adjusted to the pro game. But uh, how about Bradley Chubb You know, on the defense who can really step in and replace Von Miller? I know he played last year, but that's a guy, a second-year pro now, who has all the potential in the world to be just as impactful as Von Miller, and he's in the right system to really excel. So I still think the Broncos, they're in a tough division, but who's to say they can't sneak in with the extra wild cards this year? I, I still think, like you said, it comes down to Drew Locke. Can he live up to that second-year hype with all these weapons around him? But honestly, I say he can. I, I'm going to say hot take maybe of the day to start off. Broncos 7 seed in the AFC. Okay. Even with the Von Miller injury, because I do like the weapons they still have on defense. They lost Chris Harris to the Chargers, so maybe you'll have to see how that secondary works. But still, I, I just think if you have a coach like Fangio, if he can get his system in there and have a similar thing to what Belichick has, where he doesn't care if Malcolm Butler leaves or Jamie Collins or this or that, he will find the next guy to fill in. I'm not saying Vic Fangio is a Bill Belichick, but he does have a great defense, and you know I think he can still win games. So I think that I I also have some sleeper teams. I, I don't yeah. know if the Broncos are necessarily one of mine, but I am rooting for them, and I, I do think that they're going to be pretty decent. So, yeah, throw them in there. But uh, also the Bills, I think not enough talk is being talked about. Bills are, Bills are going to win the AFC East. Crazy. Bills are going to win the AFC East. And then I think the Steelers as well. 
Steelers are going to be interesting. With a healthy Ben Roethlisberger. But how healthy is he? And how, how long will he stay healthy? And that's, that's, yeah. that's you know, the and magic how long will J- James Conner and Juju, will they stay healthy? I I, I would not bet on the Steelers because you just there's no. too many uncertainties. But they could be really good for sure. Um, but that, there's a lot well, of Let's not risks. forget Minka's there too. I love Minka. It's crazy. Well, I, I've drafted the Steelers defense in every fantasy league I'm in. I love them. I'm just saying offensively, there's so many questions. But the thing is, you still have James Conner, you still have Juju. Yes, I'm not yeah. crazy about it. And even hotter take, I don't even know, really. <laughs> but maybe a fantasy take. Okay. I like Chase Claypool a lot. I, I think that, Oh, I love Chase Claypool. Exactly. I yeah. think I think that Juju's going to be getting all the double, double coverage uh, whenever they're trying to throw to him. And then you're going to have Chase Claypool really, really come out this year. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm like confident that he's going to have a breakthrough year. He's just got to get the looks. So long as Mason Rudolph isn't cool. Yeah, that's a good point. But because they have another great young receiver who I think is going to be their breakout guy, Deontay Johnson, who's been higher on the depth chart. He's a lesser known name. And the reason we love Claypool is we saw him play in the BC Notre Dame game and he tore us up. And he's huge. He's a freak athlete. But still, I think um, Deontay Johnson's more polished as a receiver. He'll play more in the slot. And he's like a fantasy name to look out for week one, especially against the Giants. Claypool, though, down the road, if we see Juju go down, I think you put him on the outside and he will be mossing guys. Maybe a DK Metcalf type role this year. So I like that prediction. The Steelers do have the depth there. It's just, what are we getting out of old Big Ben with his fourth elbow surgery or whatever it is? I just think a lot of question marks there, but I like that pick. Uh, do you have any NFC sleepers? I'm trying to think of who I want on that side. Because we've said maybe three or four Honestly, teams. The Giants. I, I think that the Giants are a sleeper pick here. I don't know if we're sleeper as far as playoffs go. Again, maybe eight and eight's all it needs to be that eight seed in the NFC. Jason or, Garrett or seven. Said. Yeah, no, seriously. And that would be enough in this weird year. But there's so many question marks in the NFC East as a whole where every team is so up and down. I don't expect the football team, the uh, Red Wolves, to... Really, Washington do much. football team of the DMV DC area. area. Yeah, Red Wolves and Washington somewhere. Red Wolves football, football team. team. Yeah, of the DC slash DMV. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. It is. yeah. That, that's the one. That's the official that one team, of the show. That team there, I don't think is gonna do anything. But the Eagles, will they get a full year out of Carson Wentz? No. The Cowboys, will they? Will Dak play well in his yes. contract year? I agree. <laughs> but both those are big questions about their big quarterbacks. And but I'm very firm on both of them. Yeah, and I think I agree with you, but that would mean the Cowboys win uh, the division. Yep, I think they will. And then the Eagles might not make the playoffs. You know, like, I, I think that I might don't be think true, too. That does leave a slot for the Giants just looking in division. There's a lot going on here. I, I Oh, man, I, I'm so excited for football because all these questions will be answered in just a week or two, honestly. We'll start to see what's really happening. Um, I've never been so curious about a Giants yeah. start. Yeah, uh, to see how Judge coaches live in game. Actually, it's very comparable to how I want to see Jeff Halfley coach for BC football. Yeah, I'm very curious to see how these new coaches. I think it's kind of similar things that they're both doing. Yep. Um, in different ways, obviously. Joe Judge is just a football, football, football guy. Oh my! Yeah. Halfley, in his own respect, is a football guy. Yeah. But Joe Judge is like you're like like Coach O. Yeah. Uh, football guy. For sure, with a little bell check in there as well. It's a great combo. Um, my NFC sleeper team, before we get to my next quote, I guess, is the Cardinals. Because I was just going through my head, and there's three incredible teams in the NFC South. There are three incredible teams in the NFC West. And then the Cardinals are that fourth team in the West 
where it's like it's going to be tough to get past all those other teams and especially when you have to have a, a team from the east and i think the they north. don't do nearly as good as everyone no here's the thing want. though they have so many weapons on offense the question is the defense is buda baker we, I mean, yes, no, Kyler had a decent year last year, I, but like that's why I'm picking them though. Is I think Kyler's gonna break out and prove a lot of people wrong again. I think I they bet expect Drew Lock has a better year than Kyler Murray. No, I'm no, no. You no, know what? No, a little more no. fair. I bet Josh Allen has a better year than Kyler Murray. Okay, it, okay. Still no. I mean, that one's that one's more plausible. I just think Kyler has the best weapons around him, and honestly, is the most accurate of those three quarterbacks. And I just think between those two things. The mobility that he has, we've seen it before. Just how crazy, like he can change the game. He he's changed games last year when he had no one around him except for Larry Fitz, who, I mean, he's he's, it's still Larry Fitz and he's back. But now you have the Vince Hopkins. Carter of the NFL. Yeah, there's just so wow. Hold on, sorry. Uh, breaking news uh, during during uh, the episode, the Celtics just fouled the Raptors on an inbound alley oop with two seconds left in a tie game. The Raptors, I think, are now going to get two foul shots with .9 seconds left. This is going to be a controversial call. And if the Raptors win, we see a Game 7 between these two teams. So they'll definitely review this. We'll, we'll give you a second update, even though you'll have known what happened by the time you're listening. But we're just seeing it now. Okay, no free throws. There we go. They're just inbounding again. Sorry. Anyway, um, interesting stuff. But I do really think Kyler's going to come up huge this year. Um, but now, do you want to talk? Because I, I have two quotes left. I want you to choose. Want to talk MLB first or want to talk NCAA basketball? Let's go NCAA. All right. Uh, I have a basketball quote next, so we'll stick with basketball and then round out with some good old baseball. Let's get it. So, the quote goes, This is clearly an irregular season. Our sport needs to be agile and creative. What is that quote about? And who said it? Maybe the only thing I've heard recently is like Coach K about uh is it like every d1 team in the in a tournament coach k about every d1 team making march madness this year all 360 of them because d1 for basketball goes way further than d1 for football or anything else so book, book it right now duke loses their, <laughs> their first game of yeah, that tournament yeah well but yes you're correct and i would love to talk about this and what you think would go down but Coach K and the ACC fo- uh, head coaches of basketball as well, um, they all came together and proposed a full NCAA March Madness where not just 64 teams make it, but 300 and whatever we have. So that would mean BC finally makes a March Madness. But more importantly, we would have like... Honestly, I don't even think we'll make it. Yeah, I really somehow. don't. Somehow we're going to not be able to we'll make it. We'll get kicked it. out of the ACC yep. or something. Nope. Um, I think it... Don't even... Like, joke, like, because I think it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't see us making that tournament. No, our program's not that much Odell. But anyway, oh, um, <laughs> you made that joke a second ago. I thought, we were, I thought it was becoming a thing here. All right. Anyway, we would see, like, Arkansas. Did you get the Benz, like, Beckham? Oh, no. No. <laughs> so, wait, we said we wouldn't anymore. That's my bad. All right. It's just so wild. Yeah, it's weird. It's so weird. It's man. so wild. I have his jersey. Like I, I will never wear that thing again. It's insane. Right? Yeah. I'm sorry, guys, but this Odell thing messed me up. It messed for me sure. Up. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't want to make any more. Back to the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like Arkansas Pine Bluff. You ever heard of that school? They would make the uh, March Madness. Awesome. They, they'd probably play like Stevens. <laughs> I don't think Stevens actually has a team, but like literally that Sienna. would be. 
Sienna, sure. That's Rob a, Mahala. Yes, Rob Mahala. Shout Madness. out to Rob Mahala. Let's ride. But that would be a round one matchup. University of San Diego, our guy Chris Iron Jr. would be in the tournament. Like, these would all happen, and it would be really cool, but... I guess it's by division initially. I don't think so. I think they literally seed them based on, like, RPI or something, just from one to whatever, and... God, it would be so awesome. It would be amazing. Would be we so would awesome. the, the basketball we missed out on last year, the March Madness we missed out on last year, we would get so much more of. And imagine making a bracket. That might go too much because it's like, how are you going to predict 350 basketball games? Crazy. I, I don't even want to think about that. I but actually was maybe going to include a tweet uh, as a quote tonight from Tony Reale who said, imagine the carpal tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, all the clicking. Out of yeah, or writing it out, bracket. exactly. But... Um, the NCAA has already said this would be a logistical nightmare. It's not possible. But Coach K continues to say, like, we need to be creative. This season is clearly not normal. It's not the same as any other year. We don't even know what programs are playing or not. So really, maybe it's not 350. Maybe it goes back down to, like, 128, which would make sense and work out. And those the third of the teams that ended up playing, those 128 would end up in the tournament. Like, I, I think it's a well, way to we, also, I would say, incentivize playing this year. And the NCAA could really benefit from that. Even though COVID restrictions, blah, blah, blah. But if you look at the bubble, you can play basketball in COVID. They honestly know? might get such good ratings that that might be the new norm with March Madness. I don't, ah, I don't know what you would play for awesome. during the season. Yeah, exactly. But, like... The ratings are going to be through the roof if it happens. How about how about expanding it though to one twenty eight? That is logistically possible. Yes, it's so many more basketball games to uh, make happen. I mean, literally, you're doubling the tournament. But at the same time, like you said, everyone would tune in for all of that. You add an extra probably two weeks worth of March Madness, like a first one week dedicated to that first round, right? And you have all sixty four of those games happen. Boom, 64 teams move on. Then you do the normal schedule for the rest of it. That is possible. That can work, and I would watch every single game. Yep. So I, I just think down. that would be awesome. We'll, we'll see what they end up deciding. I think this is really just a proposal that won't go anywhere. We'll still just have a normal 64, 68 team March Madness. But still, I just love the fact we're talking about March Madness and football in September when well, we didn't know when sports were going to be back just four months ago. So and, I'm excited. And now the NBA. So yeah. I'll hit you with my next NBA quote. Right. Some see a wall and go in another direction. I plow through it. We just have to get better as a team individually and get right back at it next season. Oh, okay. God. The next season, and it has to be... I mean, it, it has to be Giannis about getting knocked out of the playoffs, and it sounds like he's... oh Not I, leaving. Well, it sounds like he's not leaving, but first of all, it sounds like he's countering the whole thing about him not defending the best players on the teams he's going up against, specifically Jimmy Butler and the Heat this recent tournament. But he just, he didn't play in game five because of a sprained ankle, which sure, it was a real injury. But I texted you this because I was watching by myself and I saw Giannis on the bench wearing his mask and his polo, just looking out onto the court as his team was going to lose by 10 points in game five of the Eastern semifinals. Like, the number one seed in the in the league. I mean, Pain. they're the best record in the league. Pain. In the regular season. Yeah, literally. Especially for him on a number of levels. It's just, it's a tough look. And I, I do like this response. We, we talked about Giannis last week, and we didn't like what he had said to the media. This sounds a little better to me. 
And yeah, it, it sounds like maybe he's going to stay in Milwaukee. But at the same time, my phone's been blowing up these past two days about Clippers looking to trade for Giannis. The Warriors looking to pursue Giannis. Every, he's the I best read an article about the Nets. Player. The Nets were going to try to do it, which I don't, I, we don't have the cap space for that. I like, sure believe the Knicks have been in there, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm sure they have. Um, yeah. But that's the thing is, like, we don't know with these situations, and maybe Giannis is that guy who sticks it out with his team. Which would be who's to say? I really respect that. But I but guarantee I that will. every single team in the NBA has a potential and hypothetical trade yes. that they can offer in order to get Giannis. Yeah, it's a once in a generation talent, and you can't miss out on him no. if there's ever an opportunity. So God, if he ever <laughs> wants to sign with the Knicks as a free agent, just give him everything in the world. <laughs> We messed that up last time. This isn't a Knicks rant, but if it happens, you heard it here first. You got the consent from me. There you go. Give them everything. Um, what was I gonna say? Okay, if you're the Bucks GM, what's your thought process? Because I am taking every call. I'm gonna fire listen. Mike Budenholzer. Wow. Okay. There you go. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> fire the training staff. Okay. Or I think whatever Giannis might just the... be. A little bit okay. Just a little bit. Still, He's fire a good guy. He needs fire to... them like the Yankees should too. Yeah, see, that's true. That should happen, but so both of those things. But but I'm, I, talk- I'm a little fake on it. But both <laughs> yeah, of those yeah, things. Yeah. How about literally though? If if I'm the um the GM of the Bucks, I'm taking every call I get. If the Clippers GM says, "Hey, I have this offer: Montrez Harrell, Pat Bev, and three first rounders," which is still not nearly enough, but just the first thing that came to mind. I'm listening to it. I'm not. I I might say no immediately and hang up, but I want to know how crazy these offers are going to get. Because we've seen what Paul George is worth. We've seen what Kawhi was worth when he was traded from the Spurs to the Raptors, and that was a one-year rental, maybe less uh, of a deal there. But Russell Westbrook was traded. Like, these huge trades that happened recently. The Anthony Davis trade, oh my goodness. So all of these guys, right, have been traded for incredible amounts. And I'd say Giannis is worth more than all of them. He's a two-time MVP, assuming he wins it this coming week or whenever it is. And if it's a regular season award, he should be winning it. But well, anyway, I'm what it's going to take is that they're going to have to sit down with Giannis, ask him what his intentions are when he's a free agent. Right. If he is saying he's either going to weigh his options or he's not coming back, because it's one of the two. Yeah. I can't really see him. It's just not just like, oh, I'm resigning. I mean, the Supermax is a big deal. He'd get like $40 million a year at least for five years to stay with Milwaukee. And then he'd still be in his prime when he leaves or gets to try free agency again when he's like 28, 29. I'm probably doing that because the Bucks have the time to build around you and that's a ton of money. But maybe Giannis doesn't care about the five million per year that he'd miss out on by signing with another team. He does seem like that kind of guy who like will get that picky about money. But I'm just the saying, accountant. Yeah, literally. What's the difference between 190 million for five and 220 million? And I know you wise asses listening are gonna tell me 30 million dollars. Yeah, sure. But to Giannis, like to to a player who's still making 200 million bucks, like if you want to choose the team you're gonna have the most fun playing for for the next five years, you should do it. You know, like I, I do really think he should do his thing. But that is a lot of money for the Bucks. Again, I, you can listen to all these offers left and right. I, I read what the Nets would potentially offer, and this was a rumor. Obviously, I do not expect it. I don't really want Kyrie, it. Yes, exactly, Nash, exactly. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, the first rounder. Like we did when we traded Jason Kidd to the Bucks as a coach. We'll do it again with Steve Nash. Honestly, possible. And except you send all of those to the Celtics, and then the Celtics <laughs> trade away, uh, like Carson. Yeah, Edwards Carson Edwards. And, that's all it takes. That's all. We're, it takes we'll we'll just get screwed again. Anyway, Bleacher we'll see report, what happens. report be like. Uh, <laughs> Alex Caruso. No, for Giannis. Straight oh up. gosh. Oh, 
that pains me to listen to. Uh, Alex Caruso's name just gave me like shivers. I, I don't know. Not a big fan. But anyway, um, it'll be interesting to see what he does. My prediction is he signs with the Heat next year. That, that's really oh, what he is. Yeah, not this year, but next year. He goes to Miami. That's where I think he fits best. You know, him and Bam, and we've talked about this before, but Jimmy, all those shooters around Giannis, it just it sounds like such a great match. Um, final quote of the night. Awesome. MLB. When you're going through a tough stretch, it eats at you. We expect a lot around here. Aaron Boone about the Yankees being trash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to include this one today, but I thought we'd talk about it a little bit. We are like 5-15 and 15 in the last 20 games. We're at 500 right now. Five-game losing streak. Yeah, and it feels like 20-game losing streak, but yeah, it's only five. <laughs> <laughs> we, we uh, this was our year, man, uh, and we say that every year. It's and just, it, this was it. We this have like 15 players on the IL again. We have Garrett Cole losing his past like two games after he hadn't lost one in like 20 starts. So there's a lot going on that, you know, is really frustrating. Um, I, I don't even watch baseball anymore at this point because of just how infuriating it is to watch us it's lose 2-1. So no, how about when we gave How about 10, in, yeah, 10, 10 runs, runs in one in inning? In the eighth inning against the Blue Jays when we were finally going to snap the streak. And then losing 2-1 the next game because we couldn't get the bats going that time. It, it's it, I feel like the Mets a little bit where it's like you can get the bats going or the or the pitching, but never both. Never both Usually right with now. the Mets, it's just the pitching. But for us, we have both, and we just can't string it together. It, it's tough, dude. I, I really... Baseball is my favorite sport, and I just can't watch anymore. I've just been coping by watching literally every NBA playoff game because... Two playoff games a night is just so awesome. It's so much fun. It, it, we're watching this overtime now between the Celtics and Raptors, and it's awesome. But what I can't do right now is watch the mediocre 500 Yankees who have, like, five starters on the aisle at any given time. It, it's just, it's not fun. You know, it's and, like, it's my, they're all. my favorite team in the world. And it's I just, torture. It's, it's absolute torture. It's not, yeah. uh something needs to change because it's so frustrating. It's so, so frustrating when this was supposed to be our year. Yep. We finally get the big pitcher pitching signing yep. uh, with Garrett Cole. And then once again, everyone's injured. And you know what? How many years in a row has it been that everyone gets injured? It's like three or four years. Yeah. Three yeah. or four years in a row. you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Get this staff out of here. Fire them because it's it's not working. It's every no. single player, and they're all going down. Honestly, at this point, if it happens again next year, get rid of Aaron Boone too. Yeah, honestly. Because think, it's terrible. I think Boone, you start to wonder. like, Because Boone has so much talent around him that, sure, if you have all these players missing all the time, it sucks. But we're supposed to have, like, the best depth in the league. You should be able to string some wins together with them. Honestly, I think at this point, <laughs> I'd maybe be have been okay with Joe Girardi behind this team. Sure. I it, It's a different... The, here's the thing is, he left not because he was a bad manager. He left because Cashman wanted more control. And, you know, a, a manager who listened more to analytics and to sabermetrics. And I like that, you know, when you say that as an explanation. But more importantly, it really is to give Cashman in the front office more control behind the scenes. So I don't love that, especially seeing what it's done for us so far. We've gotten the signings we wanted. Maybe so that's helpful. It's the but James Dolan effect. Kind of. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd go out and Used say the be. Steinbrenners are stolen-like at this point, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, don't want them doing too much. I can't have two Dolans in my sports No, no, so. you don't have a second. I, I wouldn't say that yet. I know, that's what I'm saying. That's why I shouldn't yeah. say it. Because it's <laughs> Endless pain. Literally. But yeah, so... Frustrating with the Yankees, but otherwise a lot of great stuff coming up in sports. This basketball game's going down to the wire. Football starts tomorrow. 
Well, we've done a, a ton of fantasy football, and we'll do one more tomorrow, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of fun things to look forward to, and we will be back next week telling you what we thought of that first week of football. Uh, by then, we'll be in the Western and Eastern Conference Finals series. There's a lot, and that's I feel like I've said that phrase so much this episode, and I love it, because a month ago, we were saying is there's nothing at all, or yeah. maybe two months ago. Now it's sports are going on left and right. Playoffs are going on left and right. Uh, the Islanders, who got whooped 8-2, to two. I'll say the joke so you don't have to, someone was like, I'd 8-2 be an Islanders fan right now, and I said, screw you, that was the worst joke ever. Um, but yeah, we lost 8-2. Uh, I'm glad you didn't laugh at that, by the way. But anyway, that was um, terrible. Well, I'm not the one who made it. I'm just <laughs> just get it out there. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, we have so much playoffs going on. The football season's gonna start. We'll have literally all four major sports going on at one time. I don't think that's ever happened before. I, I can't think of it in my mind. So yeah, exciting stuff. We'll get back to you next week on what ha- on what went down and what we thought of it. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll be right back at you. Yeah, man. We'll be back soon. And uh, we love you guys. All right. Peace. Touching